0: But that just goes to show you that someone got something free that they wanted. It wasn't even like a free thing they that they it. happened upon. They ordered a thing. We're going to pay for it. And then it was going to be free. And they were still off. Yeah. And I think... And then like, took,
1: and took it out on the person who was just the messenger.
0: Yeah. She just
1: gave him the free thing that yes. someone else paid for.
0: And so, like, I say that to say if someone's going to be mad about getting something free that they wanted, yeah, you just... That's just, you can't control that, and and you shouldn't try, because that's going to make you miserable.
1: Welcome back, and welcome new friends to the Easy Dizzit podcast. I'm Justin, a hyper-nerd travel planner, and I get a real kick out of planning my own vacations to the minute. (laughs)
0: And I'm Justin's wife, Autumn, <laughs> and I like to refer to myself as a new Disney enthusiast. And I'm also extremely patient with my husband's I super detailed it. travel planning. So
1: here on Easy Disney, we like to share ideas on staying happy and healthy in the parks. That's our thing. Happy and healthy in the parks. And we have some fun with news, games, and trivia while we're at it. Today, we have, we're have we going to continue with our new segment, Three Tips from a Nerd. And also, our other new segment, hey, 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 easy dizzit. And that's when we read like a one-star review from the internet, like TripAdvisor or Yelp. And we try and use that experience combined with some of our knowledge and our information to make your next vacation more happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. But first, we've got friendly transition banter with Autumn. <laughs> hey, Autumn, how's it going?
0: You know, I'm here <laughs> for all your friendly transition banter needs. Yes. <laughs>
1: Speaking of friendly transition banter, we've been watching. We watched a bunch of House of the Dragon, which is not Disney, but it's, it's not Disney. fantastical though. It is. It is fantasy.
0: fantastical, and Disney maybe at some point could get rights. And that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't be too surprised. I mean, that would be. So I was not, I, Justin could not get me into Game of Thrones for the longest time. And mm-hmm. like when he would, I'd, I'd be able to watch like half an episode and then be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so it was just like over years. Anyway, so I finally got through it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching this, which is, you might say, prequel. It is uh, a prequel. It, yeah. is a, it is actually a prequel. <laughs> okay. And. It's it's fantastic. Like if this is how Game of Thrones was from the beginning, I would have been in. You would have watched more. I of it. just where they're going, the storylines, the stories that are being told yeah. is just more me, I think.
1: Yeah. I like it. I think it's good. Halloween.
0: Would you say that it's better than the original Game of Thrones? No.
1: Okay. I don't think so. I think it's it's there's some similarities and there's some differences. I think they're both good. I wouldn't say okay. it's better or worse.
0: Oh, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween. So, are we, have we Halloweened at all this past week? No, and we've been saying we were, and then the week went by really quick. Yeah, so we we're haven't. Full of we need to, well, we are doing a Halloween thing today. We're actually going, we're meeting some friends later. Oh, that's to right. To go to like a Halloween flea market.
1: A Halloween flea so market. So,
0: I think it's like there's supposed to be, yeah, just cool. Vintagey Halloween stuff.
1: I am so at. excited for this Halloween flea market.
0: <laughs> Justin hates <is> shopping.
1: <laughs> he hates right.
0: shopping, and well, you think Halloween's okay? I'm
1: done with friendly transition banter. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Aqua transition into segment. Yes, <laughs> Autumn, are you ready for three tips from a nerd? <sighs> <laughs> Sure. Okay, so this segment, Three Tips from a Nerd, we're going to give you three tips. One yeah. of them, how to save money. Another one, how to avoid hassle. Mm. And another one, how to have more fun in theme parks like Disney World
0: Universal. I have a question. Could you yeah. provide a fourth tip? No,
1: only three tips. <laughs> it's, that would be an entirely different segment. That would be an entirely different segment. So here's a great time to say, you know, we're trying something a little bit different this week. I don't know if we're going to do this every week, but we're actually broadcasting live on Wisdom right now. Yeah. So if someone on Wisdom were to hit the button and say, hey, I've got a tip I'd like to share, they could. I'd bring them on the show. And I don't even know if they're a nerd. You know, they might not even be a nerd. That's fine. Well, the the name of the segment is Three Tips from a Nerd. Uh, But I could make, uh, like, a temporary nerd status allowance. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to give three tips. We're going to talk about the tips. Are you ready for these tips, Autumn? I'm ready. All right. So these, so tips today have to do with road tripping. Mm. So these tips are specifically towards people who are going to be taking a road trip on their next family vacation. Mm. Tip number one: How to the a saving money tip. All right. I'm so, all about that. And this one's kind of specific to Disney and Universal. If you're driving, seriously consider staying off site. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. So if you've looked at the prices on Disney Resort hotels, they're, they're, <clears> there's a, a big premium compared to the hotels that are nearby. You're going to pay at least double, basically, yeah. for similar accommodation. sometimes more. And there's benefits to it. You're closer to the parks. There's free Disney transportation that's halfway decent considered compared to off-site transportation. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest selling point. But if you're tr- road tripping, that means you have a car. So I think this is a great one for road trippers. People who are driving down to Disney World consider seriously staying off-site.
0: Yeah, off-site is and if you haven't been, that might sound like oh my gosh. Like right like staying off-site, it just so you know when you stay on-site, Disney is so large. You're really not anywhere near the parks. Like you are at least yeah. a 15-minute ride on the highway. Yeah. So I, I think that's could really I, helpful because before wait, I had gone to Disney, I, I didn't wait, realize that.
1: Could I say so if that's not necessarily true that okay. so for value and moderates you're about a 15 minute ride but there are deluxe okay. resorts where you could walk to the magic kingdom in five minutes so I, we oh. should say that we should oh. say that yeah. yes
0: yes yeah i'm sorry i'm and sorry you're right there are there are board, some that you can walk to yeah
1: so for epcot there's boardwalk there's yacht club for magic kingdom there is the contemporary the polynesian grand floridian
0: okay so what justin is naming though is all of the del- is the deluxe, yeah. which is nice, but it is like it is literally the most expensive. Yeah. So if we're talking about saving money, you're probably not. going to consider a
1: deluxe. Resort. You won't pay less than five hundred dollars a night for yeah. one of those resorts, yes. and you are more likely to pay six, seven, eight hundred dollars yes. a night.
0: No, that's that's fair though. I I should I should exclude the the deluxe. So deluxe, there are several where you can yeah. walk to some of the parks or have like monorail transportation, which right. is cool. But all the other so ones saying, are about yeah, a fifteen minutes. You're going to end up highway
1: r- r- drive, taking some time <laughs> to get to the parks. And anyway and if you have a car yeah. say if you're staying at one of the all stars you know yeah. which is the the most value of the disney resorts yeah you're it's going to take you 15 minutes 18 minutes 22 minutes to get to the magic kingdom mm-hmm. so where where you could stay off site pretty close to there and drive the same amount of time yeah and save a ton you of money you can
0: find spaces that are technically off site that are closer than certain of the moderate and value
1: resorts this is true <laughs> this is true to certain parks yeah there are definitely there are definitely a couple, yeah, for sure.
0: And if you have any questions about which ones those are, feel free to reach out to us because Easy, Justin doesn't... has done a lot of research on staying off-site. <laughs> I've done an insane <laughs> amount of research
1: on staying off-site. Another good resource, actually, is the Unofficial Guide to Walt Disney World. They do a lot of good work on those off-site hotels, which mm. you know a lot of sources don't. So definitely check them out. Another thing, you're saving money if you're staying off-site. You get a kitchen, so you're going to save on meals there. You're going to, for whatever you pay off-site, you're going to have more room mm. and better amenities for the price. Mm. And sometimes you can get a complimentary breakfast. That's another way to save money. That's true. All right, you read. So that was the first tip on that's, how to save money for road trippers.
0: That's solid. That's a good one. All that's right, more. I'll allow it.
1: All right. So the second tip we talk <laughs> about. Well, what's what's a tip to, to avoid some hassle? You know, because, you know, vacations yeah. can have some hassle. Yeah. So uh, for road trippers, my tip here is to make sure you pack a road bag and a cooler a ro- or a road bag <clears throat> or a cooler. Yes. What, what, what do you think I mean by a road
0: bag, Autumn? The, the go to things that you're going to want or need. So maybe an extra blanket, exactly. phone charger, book Kindle. Nail polish, yes. you know, tissues. Someone yes. starts thoughts are lingering cold a week and a half later,
1: <laughs> so you don't have to go every time you need something digging through your trunk, digging through your baggage. You got everything that you might need. And this is especially important if you're if it's a long road trip and you're staying overnight, mm-hmm. right? You can pack a change of clothes in that road bag. You know pack yeah. a change of clothes for everybody yeah and that way you don't have to dig through all your suitcases for a change of clothes that's that's a pain in the butt you don't have to lug all your luggage into your hotel that you're just staying for one night on yes. a road trip
0: if you've ever flown think about just each everybody having a carry-on bag basically go. yeah and or that's one like carry what you for need everyone. for 24 hours yeah
1: and you mentioned phone chargers that's really good because mm-hmm. you might not need your phone charger in the car But when you get into the hotel at night, you're going to want to charge your phone. And you've just driven all day, and you don't want to have to dig through all your junk to get your phone charger. So pack that road bag and cooler with snacks Mm -hmm. so you don't have to dig through your stuff. Mm. Save some hassle. Save some hassle. How'd I do on that one? (laughs) Is that a good tip? That
0: was good. That's a really great one that, again, I think maybe gets missed. Like, again, I think people think about it like if they're flying, if they're going a distance to fly, but not necessarily if they're driving. Mm. I'm curious as to the third tip.
1: So, the third tip here is how to have more fun. So, what do you think the least fun part of a road trip is, Autumn? Maybe specifically to Disney. I think any vacation. I
0: I mean, okay, so there are a few things that come to mind for me. Me is like sitting for that length of time. Yes. Being confined. Now, imagine being next to other people and confined for that length of time.
1: Imagine that you're sitting and you're being (laughs) confined for a length of time next to people. Yeah. Right? What point of the road trip would be, would be less fun? The one going to the vacation or the one coming from the vacation?
0: Oh, the one coming from and on both ends, I think going to probably like when you're like, you know, not the beginning. The beginning is fun. People are excited. Everyone's got energy. Yeah. The, the second leg of the trip, too, is always yes. probably generally harder.
1: So so what I'm saying, the ride home stinks. It's It stinks, especially, I think, coming home from Disney. They call it the Disney Blues. And now you got the Disney Blues, which honestly is probably your body recovering from an excess of dopamine exertion. You know, you're, you are crushing <sighs> that lot. dopamine button for a week straight between the thrill, the, of- <laughs> the good food, or no, just the happiness, the music. Yeah. You are having so much yeah. fun. And when you come away from that, when you take a, tep- a,
0: take a step away from that to the real world, it's honestly a little depressing. <laughs> and and I think I think the travel is, I mean, traveling can really exactly. be tiring. So it's like, oh man, it's not even like I can just go home and kind of like slowly adjust. I have all this traveling yes. to do.
1: So here's, here's, a, here's a few tips here on how to have more fun. Well, the tip here is you got to stay entertained on the way home. Mm-hmm. Have a plan for the way home too. Maybe skip the plan for the way there and just have a, a plan <laughs> for the way home. And here's some things you can do to stay entertained. You can play games together. Yeah, I think a fun one is the Would You Rather, where you posit two silly situations. Yeah, and you have to pick which one to do. You know, with I love the Would You Rather ride if Pirates of the Caribbean nonstop for three hours or Small World nonstop for three hours. Right. Yeah. What do you think on that one, Autumn?
0: Right. Oh, so I love small world. I do. I love small world. Could you do three hours of Small three world? hours of small world? Yeah. I mean, there's like a little, there's like a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Pop. Yeah. Excitement in pirates. Yeah. So story, right? Yeah.
1: So right now I asked you that question. If you imagine we're driving home, what did you have to do? You had to recall your experience, right? Yes. And it was a positive recall yes. and we're sharing that together. This yes. is a positive,
0: about positive Experience. feelings. Here yes. we are talking about feelings. I Here we go. <laughs> in the beginning. Here it is. Here it is. So I think I think that's excellent. I also am thinking of on the way home something to add is that can you how can you make the ride home a trip? Are there certain stops? Yeah. That that you can make.
1: That's a good tip. That's a good tip. So Man. you can also play like these the Wild Disney Challenge games that we talk about. You know oh, the, yeah. the, when we say like. I think one in the past I posited to Autumn was she had to ride every mountain in Disney World and chug a milk before doing it.
0: This was foul and and I thought about this several times and I'm still a little angry at you for even (laughs) (laughs) suggesting that.
1: And here's my favorite one to stay entertained. Um, Plan your next Disney trip. So you have all these experiences fresh in your head you could plan your next one. What are you going to do differently next time? What are you going to make sure you do again next time?
0: That is fun to do. I think like when both times when we left Disney, we talked about that. Like what yeah. would the next trip be, and that was exciting. Yeah. And it was like you can begin to plan it because quite honestly, you need to. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> it takes doesn't it takes hurt a lot. to give
1: yourself a few months in advance.
0: Yeah, months a year. Like it's really not too soon to ever start planning for a Disney trip.
1: Those were the three tips we talked about: how to save money, how to avoid some hassle, and how to have more fun on a road trip to a theme park destination like Disney or Universal. Yeah. How'd you like? Was that Was that great?
0: No, those were those are really great tips. I liked. I think my favorite was, if I could have a favorite, was thinking about what to do on the way home. I think that's. Yeah. That was always hard for me as a kid. It's Even tough. when I would like leave a friend's house to visit or a sleepover. Yeah. Like as soon as the next morning hit, like I would. I'd, I feel like a bit depressed. Yeah. And and I think that would have been helpful for little Autumn.
1: <laughs> all right. So that wraps up Three Tips from the Nerd. The next segment is A Stumps J.
0: It is. So A Stumps J is a portion of the segment that I facilitate. I, Autumn. J, me, <laughs> standing for Justin. And I come up with all sorts of trivia and try to stump him. Mm-hmm. Test his knowledge. Good luck. Test his travel planning knowledge. Good luck. Test his his Disney parks and resorts and, and history and marketing knowledge and, and put it to the test.
1: And listeners of this show will know that I have actually never gotten one incorrect. <laughs> so let's see if I can keep up the streak today. I'm sure I can.
0: I'm sure you can. <laughs> okay, listen very closely to this first one. Also, I mean to say that I also like to do themes for these Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i reveal the themes sometimes i let them unfold and let justin figure out what the theme is is
1: there a theme for this disney trivia today there is a theme okay what is the theme
0: (laughs) it's halloween related i'm not going to say specifically what it is but it's halloween related
1: and all right and we'll maybe can we say because we are you know live on wisdom today too if anyone's got a fast finger and they want to hop in with this trivia
0: (gasps) yes i would love that if
1: you can if you can beat me to the clock go for it i'll get i'll do a little pause a little
0: pause (laughs) Okay, ready? Listen. Ready. Hocus Pocus 2, Mm -hmm. right? The film. That's a movie. The movie takes place in Salem. That's right. But it is shot where?
1: Well, that's a great question. (laughs) And I will tell you that the first Hocus Pocus was shot in Salem. Mm -hmm. But you didn't ask me. No, you did not ask me where. So I will tell you that the second Hocus Pocus was not shot in Salem. (laughs) I do know that for a fact. Okay. That is kind of the extent of what I know, is that the first one was shot in Salem, the second one was not. I feel like they probably would pick a New England town, and they might pick... What makes you say that? Well, because you kind of want to be period specific, and maybe they'd pick a state that has good credits for movie makers. Mm. So let's say Rhode Island. Yes. Yeah. You knew this. I kind of knew this. I wasn't sure. I'm from Rhode Island. So. Yes. And oh, I thought this was going to make you happy. Oh, really we have happy. a guest waiting. Oh, hey. It's Mary Martin. Hi, Mary. Hold on. Mary's coming.
0: All right. We're getting you on, Mary. Hold on. Hold I on. Hope...
1: All right. So she'll be joining. Hopefully I didn't I, I, I didn't answer before Mary had a chance to answer. Hi, Mary. Mary left. She must be mad because I answered before she got correct. Sorry, oh, Mary. Yeah. I hope All I right. didn't steal your thunder. Well, stay,
0: stay tuned. We have more, Mary, if you're listening. Stay tuned. I'm sorry. We, we're we figuring out how to how to toggle both of these things. But that is correct. And I thought this would bring you joy because Rhode Island is...
1: Yeah, we get great, great film credits for movies. Yeah.
0: So the first one was shot in Salem, but the second one was shot in Rhode Island.
1: Which is better than Salem. I think. Yeah.
0: I think. But that's so cool. So you just deduced that.
1: Well, no, I and I'm kind of remembering there were Facebook posts from, from you know, my friends talking about trying to be an extra on the show and on the movie.
0: Well, it's cool. Because I was like, really? You know, but then I was like, oh, yeah, it's a cool old New England state with mm-hmm. like these beautiful houses and you know yeah. what I mean like it's, it's perfect, yeah you couldn't but do I'm it like... in
1: like New Mexico you know no. you need the foliage you need a new, it's fall the foliage
0: too, so but just like the the house the house types the capes the sure, mansions there's sure. a lot of those that is so cool all right so keep listening are you ready for number two I am ready for number two <laughs> that was a cough that was a cough sorry was I right <laughs> I'm unbeatable
1: right. never been wrong.
0: Okay. So which actress, which actress of the three Sanderson sisters agreed to sign on to a Hocus Pocus three? Or would agree to sign on to a Hocus Pocus three?
1: Alright, so we got Bette Midler, we got Sarah Jessica Parker. You do and we got Kathy Najimi. Yes. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Najimi is the most enthusiastic in her role. She's mm-hmm. also she's like a character actor too, so I feel like it's kind of you know, How did her you thing. Wow, you know a lot about. It. I'm just impressed. yeah. Well, I'm I, like you I'm, like I said. Well, actually, no. You know this, what? I just listened to Princess Diaries. Check it out. It's okay. another podcast, and they just did Hocus Pocus too. So I feel like I am well prepared for this uh, one. Oh,
0: okay. Good, good.
1: I'll link Princess Diaries in the show notes. It's a it's a great podcast. They do Disney movie recaps, and they're just two fun personalities, and they talk about Disney movies. But yes, I am stalling. Mm-hmm. Which one of the three? Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler. Or Catherine Najimi. I'd love some help from the wisdomers out there who might yeah. know which one signed on. I'm going to go ahead and say Najimi. I'm going to go with Najimi. That's where my gut was. So
0: <laughs> So it's actually a little bit of a trick question the way Ooh. that I posed it to you. Ooh. So both Bette Midler and Kathy Najimi okay. had are, are very ecstatic about a Hocus Pocus 3 and have right. both stated that they would sign on. Sarah Jessica
1: Parker one. is like, let me see the check.
0: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It could be. I just, yeah. but both of them in several, I checked this through several sites, have yeah. been like, we really love doing this and so we want to do it again. Sarah
1: Jessica Parker still has that Sex in the City money. She's doing all right. Oh, that's right. She's not like hurting. <laughs> We're in genie. I'm not saying she's hurting, but she needs to work. You know?
0: <laughs> Listen, you're doing great. You're doing great. Are you ready for. Flawless.
1: I think the word is flawless.
0: Yeah. Flawless. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm ready. Hocus Pocus 2, do you have the theme? Is it, is it
1: Hocus Pocus 2, is that the theme? It's it. Was that the third trivia question? No.
0: <laughs> that should, I'm going to make that one one time though. Hocus Pocus 2 sees the Sanderson sisters return after a blank number year hiatus since the original film.
1: I know this exactly. Now, I would love, I'm going to open this up though to wisdom because I feel like someone out there on wisdom might know someone, this. Someone,
0: we got a lot of so listeners. could you answer it again? Yes. Hocus Pocus 2 sees the Sanderson sisters return after a blank, I almost said the number, year hiatus since the original film.
1: Hmm. So there, a number of years have passed.
0: Mm-hmm. How many? What yeah. is that
1: number? So there's a couple different ways you could get this number. Mm. If you knew that Hocus Pocus 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 Pocus, pocus <laughs> came out in 1993. Correct. You would be able to do a little bit of subtraction. And find out it has been twenty nine years.
0: 29. Correct, Justin. Congratulations, A you. you got all three yes, correct. Yes, I did. And got no all one three is today.
1: surprised because that happens every <laughs> single week.
0: Every week. Every week.
1: And I got to say special thanks to Princess Diaries for prepping me for this because I didn't have those answers see, before I listened to that podcast. So
0: see that's the, well, no, that that's great. And no, I'm excited. I think I I enjoyed this because I was enjoying how much you knew. Like I didn't think you were gonna know as much. It sounds like you even surprised yourself honestly a little bit.
1: So you were surprised that I was a hocus? Why would yeah, you be surprised that I have I'm that a hocus, hocus, much information wizard? on <laughs> wizard?
0: Well, ten, generally the media stuff I'd say is not your strongest. It's no. certainly not like the Halloween related.
1: Yeah, bet midler focused media is not my strong suit. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's Not my strength. You want to talk about ride capacities in the Magic yeah, Kingdom?
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> I'm your man. All right. So, are you ready for the are you ready for the next game? Autumn, we play here on the Easy Dizit Podcast. What, what's the next game? The next game we play on the Easy Dizit pos- Pasta. with The next. <laughs> the, the next game we play on the Easy Dizit Podcast is highly suspect headlines, mm. and what the game here is. Here's the premise: Basically, you ever read the news? Sure, you look at these headlines, maybe on the internet, and a lot of them they're a little funky, they're a little weird, they might not be true. A lot of times, they're not true. So. I'm going to present to Autumn some headlines, some of which are true, some Mm. of which have been made up entirely by myself or others. Correct. And Autumn has to determine (laughs) which ones are true or false. All right. First headline. Are you ready, Autumn? Ready. Disney Jeopardy filming this fall. Disney Jeopardy? Disney
0: Jeopardy. Jeopardy about Disney. Exactly. You need to be on the show. How cool would that be? You need to be on this show. How cool would that when be? When is it airing?
1: Well, it's, it's filming this fall is what the headline is. Filming, yeah. so it won't
0: be airing. Okay.
1: I imagine. I'm going to say that's true. It's for the 100th anniversary. So it's true. You're saying Disney Jeopardy is filming this fall. Yeah. That's false. This is made what? up. This is a made up headline.
0: Oh, I was thinking one, though, right? I could see because Jeopardy's had a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking that it would be okay. great.
1: It would be great. No, oh. it's not true. There is no Disney Jeopardy. There should be a Disney Jeopardy. <laughs>
0: there really should be. And
1: <laughs> I, have to attribute this false headline actually to Mousetrap News. They do fake <laughs> headlines. Fake <laughs> Did they do headlines. it
0: again?
1: They are awesome. Their headlines are so good. They get picked up sometimes by real news outlets. Yeah. So yeah. check out Mousetrap News. They're fantastic. If you want for... some good
0: fake Disney headlines? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They pop up in my reels all the time, and they always get me. <laughs> they, always, they're like, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Because they're like. They sound like they could be true, but no, that's false. All right. Ready for the second one? Ready. Las Vegas Strip adding a Walt Disney attraction.
0: Stop. A Walt Disney? What? That's too vague. What does that mean? A Walt Disney? That's attraction. the headline.
1: Headlines are sometimes vague. This is a it challenge. Could be, a en- <laughs> it could be anything. It could be a mailbox. Adding a if people are attracted to change. it. It could be a Thunder Mountain clone.
0: I don't know. It's weird. I'm going to say no. I think it might be yes, but you I say, go you're with
1: saying this now. is no. Las Vegas Strip is not adding a Walt Disney attraction. Correct. This is true. Well, the Las Vegas Strip is adding a what? Walt Disney attraction. Yeah.
0: How is this one true and the other one not?
1: <laughs> All right, have you seen these billboards for the Immersive Van Gogh experience? I think it came through New Haven. No. The, the, uh, a couple of friends on Facebook have posted them. Yeah, it's like you were like walking through the paintings of Van Gogh and stuff like that. Oh, no, I
0: want to do that. Yeah,
1: it looks super cool. Like, I, I, it was Summer it said that it was, it was one of the coolest things she'd seen, was this Immersive Van Gogh experience. So the company that does that, Lighthouse Immersive Studios, is partnering with Walt Disney Animation Studios to develop an immersive animation experience. So
0: it's, wow! Yeah. And, and they're getting that in Vegas, that's yes. what it's going
1: to be. So yeah, it's going to debut wow. in Toronto and then it's going to open in Las Vegas in March.
0: Hear oh, yeah, that Toronto folks? We have some, some family friends yeah. over there. So yeah. that's exciting. It is
1: cool. So it's, it's just going to be a 12 week run in Vegas, but I'm really excited to <laughs> oh, see if I feel like that's you're going to cool. be like walking through the movies, yeah. right? Walking through
0: That's animation. Cool. I'm sure Disney that's going to do. I, I mean, I am sure that will do really well, and hopefully it will branch out to other places. Yeah,
1: if they made this like a traveling thing, like the Van Gogh thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be great. All right, so, so far you have zero of these, correct, Autumn? How do you zero. feel? I, just I to, don't know. I
0: feel like I might need some help <laughs> from my wisdom folks. So please, I'm going to leave a little bit of pause. Chime in, because I'm doing poorly today. <laughs> you know what? These are
1: tough ones. These are really vague ones. All right, ready for
0: this last headline? Yes.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind getting a holiday remix.
0: Stop.
1: So while you think about that, let me just tell the folks out there what Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is. Yeah. It is the newest roller coaster opening at Epcot. It features a new ride technology where, yes, you're on a roller coaster, but also your the cars can turn to the left and the right and spin, basically, along with the, the roller coaster. <laughs> right. So so yeah, they're, they're, the headline is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, getting a holiday remix.
0: So I want to say no, but then I'm like, you know, in Disney World there aren't a lot of like Disneyland, and certainly in the other parks around the world, Mm -hmm. there are holiday like layovers. Yeah, but Disney does not overlays. Yeah. yeah, Disney doesn't, Disney World doesn't really have. They don't have a right ton.
1: Now. They do have Jingle Cruise. They do Jingle Cruise for Jungle Cruise, oh, gets gets an overlay. But you're right. They don't get the Haunted Mansion overlay. Yeah. They don't get the Space Mountain overlay.
0: Yeah. So, I, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to go with True. This is True. <gasps> Yay! Yes, oh, this will be exciting. This will be cool. Also, I'm excited I got one right. So, <laughs> they're going to do like a,
1: a, cool. a, a mishmash, mix up, <laughs> remix of Christmas songs.
0: Well, I also so the other reason why I was thinking why they would do this for Guardians of the Galaxy is music is very a part of the yes, movie. Very true. You know, and, 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 and I think fitting to the character yeah, to the character and the attraction. So I was like, yep, that would be where they would do it. Yeah.
1: So I haven't been on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, but I have been on Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout mm. and Disney California Adventure, and that ride is like it's it's awesome and there's more to it than the music, but the music is like the heart of the ride.
0: Mm. You know
1: what I mean? Like it is based on around the, f- the fact that you're having fun and you're moving to this music. Right. So I imagine, you know, Cosmic Rewind has an element of that, too. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Though.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Learn some things. I really want Disney Jeopardy to happen. I'm realizing how bummed I am that that's not a thing. <laughs>
1: right. So that was Highly Suspect Headlines, and that, that finishes up the main part of our show. Uh, but please stick around for,
0: hey, 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 easy dizzy. Yeah. Disney, Disney. <laughs> yes
1: where we are going to read a one-star review of what do we got here of just Disney World right autumn in general Disney World in general yeah and we're going to use some of the of that person's experience we're going to combine it with some of our knowledge of Disney World and vacation planning in general yeah. and we're going to try and help use that information to help you stay happy and healthy in the parks when you go correct all right so stick around <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody, and welcome to Hey, hey, hey Easy It. How am I doing with that segment title? <laughs>
0: it's well,
1: gets, am I taking it too far? It's
0: a little painful. There it's a little go. painful.
1: And that's you got to put a
0: little more ease in the. Okay. In the, hey, I, Easy Dizzy. Okay, there I like go. that
1: better. I like that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's funny because it's just the name of our podcast, but we changed the way it's delivered. <laughs> All right. So on this segment, we're going to read a review here. This is TripAdvisor, right, Autumn? Yes. So Nicole K. went to Disney World in September of 2022. So this Mm. is a recent review. September of 2022. So we're talking low crowd levels here. Because often people complain about, you know, the lines and high crowd levels. She shouldn't have experienced too much in terms of the high crowd levels Mm. in September of 2022. Mm. And it was a one-star review. And I'm just going to stay up front that, you know, we... (laughs) We're, we're reading one-star reviews. There are lots of five-star reviews for Disney Maybe. World and yeah. Universal. It's mostly, like, if you look at these parks, they're they're four stars and above. Right. And they're overall, like, very glowing reviews. Yeah. But I think that one-star reviews are more instructive because we can find out, well, who had the bad time? And how can we prevent our listeners from having the bad time right. when they go? So, right. so I I would hate for people to think, like, oh, we're up here trashing Disney because it's funny. I think we're trying to do it because we want people who are going to go to have a good time.
0: Correct. Yeah, that's it.
1: 100%. All right. So having said that, here's a one-star review. <laughs> All right. The title of the re- review is Disney has lost his magic. Disney has lost its magic. This is a common theme we're seeing on these one-star reviews and even in media recently. Yeah, people
0: use that phrase.
1: Yeah. There was that poll based on the survey data that wasn't a real survey that showed like 68% of fans yeah. say Disney lost its magic. <laughs> so here we are. This is someone kind of talking about that. The attitude of staff were very disappointing. It was not the Disney that I knew in the '90s. Mm. So I think I'd like to just stop right here. Not the Disney that I knew in the '90s. Yes, that would be about thirty years ago.
0: Yes, Disney has changed significantly. I, our our world, and they say that our world has changed yeah. significantly. And I want to say that this is really important. And I feel for this person because one of the the trivia that I had given Justin, I think, it was several months ago, was like. You know, basically, how frequently do people visit Disney? And for most people, yeah. it's li- it literally is a once in a lifetime. Like people go once and that's yeah. it. And you might have a few people write that go. And then like 30 years later, they're going again. Right. And so it's it makes sense. And I understand where the expectation, expectation. Of, of having it be like it was and then going and finding out that it was so different can yeah. be really hard.
1: It, yes, very hard, especially... And I think people have such an emotional attachment to this. You know, maybe this was her childhood. Maybe it was her first visit with, maybe it was a visit with her kids for the first time where she had this emotional memory. She wants to go back to that. But it is, in terms of expectations, it's not really fair. Like what on this earth is the same today as it was 30 years ago? Right. We're talking pre-9-11, pre-COVID, pre-Beyonce. Oh um, I, yeah, like, this, <laughs>
0: wow Well, well, well. Pre-Bey, not pre-Beyonce, thank you. Oh, I'm Destiny's sorry, I'm sorry. Child. We're talking Destiny's Child Beyonce here.
1: <laughs> this is a different world, okay? Before she's on the
0: yacht, this but is this pre-yacht is, Beyonce. Yeah, very true, correct, okay. correct. Tra- travel as we know it is yeah. does, is not the same. But I think yeah. with Disney, like we
1: expect it because that's it's we want it to be like a time capsule. And I think in some respects it is, you know, compared to other places, it probably is more, you know, similar to 30 years ago. Yeah. But I think that expectation there is something that has affected me. Definitely. The right. first time I went as a young adult, I was disappointed. Yeah. It wasn't magic. It's because I was a cynical 20 year old. Yeah, You know, it wasn't because, I mean, sure, Disney had changed, but I had changed. Yeah, and that's an
0: excellent point.
1: We're not the people we were 30 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, and Autumn, I, I interrupt me if I'm like, if I get out of line here, but in terms of memories, yeah, like our memories are not perfect. Every time we recall a memory, we're re-encoding it. We're pulling it, in, uh, you know, from the hippocampus, and we're re-encoding it in our forebrain based on and then storing it again. Who we are, yeah. And based it's on who we are copy right now. It's happy every
0: time. Exactly. That changes slightly.
1: So your Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox from thirty years ago probably isn't even an accurate depiction of what the world was in the nineties, right? You know. So keeping that in mind, right? Yeah. And, and maybe. Managing your expectations
0: that's it. that you're not going to have that magical experience you had the last time you went, and, and know that that's okay that that happened. So, like, and know this is no way like, oh, well, this person did not do anything wrong but be mm. very much a human being, yeah. and this is going to happen. It's going to happen. You can't like try to make it never happen, that Absolutely. won't happen, and you'll make yourself miserable. Yeah, but important, yeah, to think about whenever you're going to a place, and certainly a place, you know, by fact, that costs a lot of money. Yeah, to, to just also yeah, understand that things might be different different it might be a little different than you expect and and that can be okay so I think it's just about like keeping keeping that in mind and certainly if you haven't been to a place in a really long time but yeah that's a long a 30-year gap that's a long gap and I will also say on Disney's side you know and I don't think they're necessarily doing themselves favors in regards to this they also have like had a lot of I would say, significant change more recently. So yes, Disney has been gone. But is Disney, like, over 30 years? Or has Disney in the last, like... Ten years really even yeah. had more rapid change.
1: Well, and and since COVID too, I think they've I mean, they've changed they, a lot. It's and been
0: insane in the yeah. last two to three years. How much like I think they took that
1: opportunity to make some changes that were probably in the wings anyway, in terms of like these paid fast pass systems. Yeah, they kind of used that as like a reset opportunity, but also they had to make adjustments because the world changed. Yeah. So okay, so, so I,
0: hop on too, and if you're listening and you're someone that's been you're once, talking
1: to the wisdom listeners.
0: Yeah, right wisdom listeners. If you're someone that has as um, has been once or has recently gone again or planned to and yeah and let us know like what you're thinking about
1: so all right so let's leave that there i think we, we beat that dead horse pretty hard yeah. <laughs> so let's go on um more disappointment increased toward the end of the day rise of the resistance mm. it could be broken multiple times a day mm. it took more than an hour to fix and people who were already in line for two hours had to deal with this either continue to wait in line or just leave the line this is true. This does happen.
0: Yeah. With rides, this ride.
1: <laughs> it, it is like the maybe the least reliable ride. It's maybe the best ride in Disney or the world, but it's also the least reliable ride. We're talking, uh, you know, right. Touring Plans has reported in the past it being down for 20% of the time. That's a lot. That's a lot.
0: And a lot for what you're paying for. It is. Yeah. I mean,
1: and, and it is it a is. long line. If you wait, you can wait for an hour and then it can be broken and maybe you get a, a lightning lane to use elsewhere, maybe you don't. So this is tricky. And and what happens here in Hollywood Studios is when this ride breaks down, you know, people who have lightning lanes for this are given all past lightning lanes and that built the lightning lane queues in other parts of the park so it has like this cascading effect and this it hurts lines and there's a few rides that are breaking down in Hollywood Studios so this this was a problem over the summer I wouldn't expect it to be such a big deal in September when this person went Mm. but that's something to keep in mind if you want to ride race to the resistance ride it first thing in the morning right this 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 ride actually opens if you get in for early entry which if you stay on on site on resort you can get into the park a half hour before other guests, right? The, and if you get there early, you can actually get into the park and on this ride before that even starts. Mm. This ride opens before the rest of the park. Park does. So run, get on this ride while it's working. Don't save this for the afternoon. Mm. I wouldn't even try and get like a lightning lane for this unless you can't get there in the morning. Right. I wouldn't pay the extra money for the individual lightning lane selection. Yeah. Ride this first. thing. So
0: rope, rope drop this ride
1: in Hollywood. Studios. Be there
0: before the park opens, so that Way they let the you in. Opens, yes. Way before
1: the park be opens. Be there. So si- you just go there. Be there 60 minutes before, and this this is during peak times, right? It's so, High summer or the holidays. Be but there. certainly
0: any time you could do it.
1: Well, for this time frame, I'm going to say <laughs> but, be there yeah. 60 minutes before early entry starts, and early entry starts 30 minutes before official park opening. So official park opening's 9 a.m. on this day. Early entry is going to be 8:30 get in the park, get to the, be in the parking lot by 7.30.
0: Be in the parking lot at 7.30. Because they're going to let you in
1: before that official time. And this ride opens before that official time. So you could be, you could experience this ride and be on your way to Slinky Dog Dash before the park even opens.
0: Yeah. And in a a slower time of year, heck, you might be able to get off and get get on it again, (laughs) depending on how early you get there.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, during slower times, they might not open this ride as early. One of the reasons they're trying to open this ride early is they know there are downtime issues. They want to get as many people through it as possible.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best advice for Rise of the Resistance and any of the other, like, you know, just bigger popular rides. Take advantage of getting getting there before the park opens, so that yeah. when they let you in, because they often will let folks in before, you're yeah. you can just get right on the ride. That's right. No wait.
1: All right. So it took for more than an hour to fix, and people who are already in line had to deal with this. That's just a tricky situation. I would hate that to be waiting for an hour or two with and kids then, and then so too? you don't get to ride the line. You don't get to ride the ride, that's terrible.
0: That's that is awful and that never happened to that's never happened to us. They
1: personally. could they could not yeah, yeah. They could not give an estimate of the time it resumes, with this is true. They often cannot tell you when it's gonna be back up. They just let us wait. If you Google for it, you will see that this problem has been persistent. It was not just one bad luck day. So Mm. this is true. This is an issue with this ride and others at Disney World right now. The maintenance Mm. has not been as good as it has been in the past. Rides are getting more complex and they're breaking down more often. Yeah. 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 It's a problem. All right. So this next one. And before (laughs) I get onto this next part here, I think we we make a habit of we're not trying to defend Disney, you know, we're we're trying to use this information, (laughs) you know, to help your, your next trip be more successful. And, and at the same time, I don't want to, you know, disparage the writer. But I think when it comes to staff and comments about staff, I might be naturally a little bit more inclined to be protective of people who are making not a ton of money doing their best in the hot Florida sun. So that might come yeah. out right here. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: All right. So staff rudeness. I would have not complained if I ran into only one. Many of them answered questions like they did not want to help. The questions were as simple as directions to restaurants and restru- and restrooms nearby. Mm. Kind and helpful staffs were the magic of Disney. It's gone. A staff even yelled at an old lady in line. Mm. So I think overall the service at Disney compared to other places is much better. Right?
0: Yeah, that's part of why most of the reviews you go and it'll be like 50,000 and it's like four and a half. Yeah. Four and three quarter stars. But. But. Yeah, you're, this is, you're talking about interacting with human beings. Mm -hmm. And so every human being is not going to always respond in the way that you want them to respond. And that is not an excuse at all for, you know, meanness or rudeness. Right, right. But it just is. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. I, I... So we don't have a lot of information about a particular scenario. Like sometimes someone yelled at there's. Yeah. It sounds
1: like every time she asked for help. Yeah. She was getting a rude response, even for questions about where a restaurant was or where a restroom was. And some old lady got yelled at in line. So here's the thing. Like Autumn said, these are people you're interacting with. If you interact with 20 people on any given day, right, and 20 of them are rude to you. What does that mean? Hmm. If 18 of the 20 people you interact with are rude to you, what's going on?
0: Right. It's not you. <laughs> there, there are other things that are that are happening. And again, you're there and you spent a lot of money and you're on vacation. And mm-hmm. so the expectation, again, going back to that word, is higher. But I'd also say this, that it's okay to acknowledge how someone is 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 acting towards you and i don't think we do this a lot and i certainly don't think on vacation this comes up yeah but like if you my suggestion would be especially if this did happen a few times and you've already had some frustrating events share that there's nothing wrong with saying hey you know what I am tired, I'm frustrated, I'm I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling, you know, dismissed because these are the, you don't have to yell at anyone, you can just share what it is that you're feeling. Human beings are meant to connect and understand one another. Like we are, we're wired to be with other people and we feel. And so I would always advise to, to share with this other person, like pause for a moment, take a breath, share what it is you've experienced, you know, assertively, kindly, and, and then see if that breaks down some of the walls. Or if you do yeah. get someone that's rude, you can say, "Oh, you know what? You know, it it seems like like maybe you're having a bad day. Or did I yeah. say did I say something to upset you? Yes. That that so, is a very kind way of also calling in somebody. Yeah. To let them know how it is that they're acting.
1: So what you just gave there is maybe it, that sounded like some suggestions on how to react when people are being rude to you. Yeah. And I think this like. What role, what responsibility do we have in how people treat us? I don't think it's, it's zero. Especially if we're saying 20 out of 20, or 18 out of 20, or even 15 out of 20 of people treated me poorly. My perception is that is that. Hmm. If we just, I mean, one option is that Disney is training its staff to be mean to people. But if that were the case, or, or maybe Disney's creating situations where it's more likely that staff... Are going to be rude to people. And, and I can, I can see that, right? Mm-hmm. But but for over, over for all of your interactions to be overwhelmingly negative, I think we have to start taking responsibility for the way people treat us. Right. Yeah, you know, like communication is not a one-way thing, mm-hmm. right? And I think those suggestions that you just gave right there seem like pretty powerful. Like mm-hmm. how to turn that negative interaction into something where you know you're acknowledging that this other person might be upset too you're imagining that this staff might be upset too but that you are also a person and a human and you just want to be treated like such you know yeah so yeah. so what, what are some other ways that we could I mean improve these and repair these these interactions where it seems like we're just it it sounds to me if I had to guess right and I'm not in this person's shoe but it isn't. An escalating sequence of negative events that put this person in a really bad mood yeah. who started maybe treating staff not that well. Right. And if you've ever been to Disney World or a theme park or anywhere <laughs> where there's been service, you can see people not treating the staff very yeah. well. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: That that happens often.
1: It happens often. And and I don't think it's it makes you a bad person. It, but maybe not a super self-reflective person. right? And maybe you're actually cheating yourself out of a good vacation if you're going to focus on these negative interactions and, and almost perpetuate these negative interactions.
0: Right. So it's a two, it's a, and this is it. This is just always asking yourself more questions because every interaction is more than one person. It takes two people, right? And so there are things to just reflect on. Yeah. On both sides of the coin.
1: Yeah. So I think maybe the takeaway from this is Oh, I don't know. Like you said before, a good way to react to negative um
0: and, yeah. and state how it is that you're feeling. Oftentimes yeah. we go in and we're like, well, I'm not getting this, or this wasn't done. Yeah. And like, how many times a day can someone hear that with then out also be forming some kind of callous? You yeah. would, anybody would, yeah. right, at some point. And so taking a breath and sharing, wow, this is really frustrating. Like I I, I was in line, now yeah. my kids are upset, and I, you know, I understand this is not your fault, but I just want to express to you how I'm feeling. Nine times out of ten is going to go over much better than just, you know, demanding and coming out with you more. Yeah. I would also say.
1: I'm sorry, before you could I could I kind of hop onto that that? Sure. I don't want to lose this thought. The, so what was said here is many of them answered the questions like they did not want to help. Right. So if I'm getting that feeling like this person doesn't even want to help me, how can I break that cycle? Right. You know, and maybe it's saying like, how are you doing today? Yes. You know, even exactly before or the- after, like, where's the bathroom? They're like, it's right over there. Like how's your day going? right? And you might hear you you might see their eyes soften mm-hmm. and then apologize to you just because you asked just because you treated them like a human for a second. Mm-hmm. And maybe the last ten guests didn't. Yes, you
0: know. yes. So that's right. Just starting with sounds basic, but we forget it, right? Just that hi, how are you? You know, checking in, just checking in, I think is really big. And also, I mean, certainly if you do encounter someone that is really rude or you consistently have an issue that really, you know, like the next three rides you go to are all broken down, I would suggest that you go to, what would you call this? It's like Disney customer service, but what do you call it? Yeah, guest guest relations. Guest relations. And And oftentimes Disney is really well known for remedying this, often by giving you some pretty nice… Yes.
1: So you can go to guest relations, Correct. or if you see blue umbrellas around the park, blue umbrellas you'll see there. people with plaid vests under a blue umbrella or just cast members under blue umbrellas. You can tell them about your experience and, and let them know. And sometimes there's lines there, too. So be prepared for a line. Yeah. If, I wouldn't go if it looks super long, because the amount of time you save by getting another lightning lane might be, you know, you, mm. could, you could just choose to move on, too. You could. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's keep going with this interview. There's a little bit more here. Restaurants. The foods were terrible. They're not cheap either. I hope they sure. consider getting real food, good foods here. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I would love to know more about where this person went. Yeah. You know, just to give some more specific advice on how, what to, you know, what might you all could do that are listening <laughs> differently. Yes. Yeah. You know, it is food at Disney is expensive. It is expensive. I generally and I, Justin, are really big proponents of before you go, yeah. finding out if there are places that you really want to eat at, Yeah. see what your budget is, Yeah. and plan for those places. And outside of that, you can bring food into the parks. Like, yes. You can bring yeah. a peanut butter sandwich have to into buy a bag. Expensive food. You can bring snacks. That's when Justin and I went. We went, we got Sour Pack, we got all these like tasty little candies, we got some healthy snacks. Yeah. So I would suggest, too, definitely don't, f- I would not fully rely on the food in general, certainly because of. Because of expense and because yeah, you're not gonna love every single meal you're gonna yeah. get when Disney is cranking out. I can't even tell you how yes. many meals. Mass. Don't no matter what place you go to, if you're cranking out that much food, yeah, someone's getting a bad plate.
1: Yep, yep, <laughs> this is true. This is true. It's <laughs> math. It's definitely mass-produced. There is some really good food in Disney Tremendous. too. Tremendous. It's all expensive, but there's also some really good food. And guess yeah. what? You can go on TripAdvisor, <laughs> where, you, where or Yelp, or you know, on, that's not where I would start. I would start honestly right. with unofficial guides. <laughs> they review every single restaurant in Disney World and they not just do they review it with professional restaurant critics for the sit-down dining but they also have reader surveys where people like, like me and you, Disney nerds who go to these places will, will let you know. And they have ways of parsing the data to make it fresh and reliable. So
0: where can someone go to get this guide?
1: Unofficial guides, go to the web, just Google just unofficial, unofficial guides. guides. Yeah, I would yeah. Li- wish I had an uh, affiliate link because I think. We'll I will
0: have to work on that. Them. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should work day. on that.
1: We'll get there one day. Anyway, so unofficial guides is really good. Also, we love Disney food blog on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good that they'll show you the videos. She gives you the best. AJ AJ, Disney food blog on YouTube. So so, yeah, there's there's terrible food. There's very good food. It's all expensive. If I'm going to pay a lot of money, I want to have good food. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of places to avoid. I'll give you a couple if you're in the Magic Kingdom. And you can avoid Pinocchio's. I feel like this Most person definitely ended up at Pinocchio's Spaghetti House, whatever it's called, yeah. next to Small World. You know, Oh yeah. don't eat the pizza in Disney World. It's no. not good. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Unless you're in Italy in Epcot, they have good pizza there. Aside from that, the don't. pizza's really bad and you're going to yeah. pay too much money for it. You won't be happy. And there's some really good stuff. There's some really good restaurants in The resorts, Epcot.
0: honestly, are, are some of the best places That's to a great get food. Tent. And you don't have to be staying at a resort. They yeah. love it when people go to yeah. the resorts to eat. And it's cool because the resorts in and of themselves are honestly attractions. Yes. Yeah. So if you're at so. Magic
1: Kingdom, hop on the monorail. Check out yep. Enchanted Rose at the Grand Floridian. <gasps> check out the Trader Sam's. It's tough to get into the Tiki Room, but they have the Terrace too. Check out the Terrace at the Polynesian. There's a lot of good options there on that resort loop. Steakhouse 71 at the Contemporary. You can you can sit at the bar, and get some food there. So there's a lot of good food options where you're going to get a better quality food for, this, for the same amount of money. Not far from from the parks
0: yeah yeah and if you have any questions because sometimes too when you're thinking about like reservations and and finding those places please reach out to us at yeah. easy Dizzit because it can get confusing and planning and booking that can yeah. be tough but definitely at, reach out to us
1: at easy visit on instagram or easy Podcast at gmail.com all right the last note here is app their app is terrible. (laughs) It takes-
0: (laughs) We agree. (laughs) um,
1: It takes a learning curve and it's not intuitive. Correct. All right, Nicole, you you nailed this one (laughs) on the head. So yeah, the Disney World app is really not great. It's not what you'd expect from like a a multi-billion dollars corporation finely polished tool in terms of execution. You know, it's pretty, but in terms of it being intuitive, it's not. This is something that you want to familiarize yourself with before you head out on that vacation mm-hmm. before you head over to Disney World the same thing with the universal orlando app i think it's better in some ways and worse in others right if these are tools you're going to be using during your vacation definitely familiarize yourself with them what makes it tricky is you can't access some of the features until you're there
0: right
1: you there's no way to like practice using lightning lanes
0: right, right. you can't do it yeah
1: but on sure. youtube there are some resources so go ahead and you know put on youtube how to Genie Plus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How to use the My Disney Experience app. Right. Get an idea of that. Or, you know, shoot me an email, Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. And I'll
1: set up some time to walk you through some of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Like a virtual meeting. That's yeah, great. absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right, Autumn. So that finishes up.
0: Hey, easy Disney. It does, <laughs> um, and I hope that we talked about a lot in this one. There was a lot of, I think, really valid points mm-hmm. and frustrations that people can experience yeah. on vacation and yeah. certainly at Disney World. So yeah, I, I would love to again just put it out there if anyone else is listening that hasn't has an experience, you know, a happy point or a frustration point that that we would love to hear it. But I think all in all, the takeaway for me from this review is to don't be afraid to be open about what you're experiencing right, and, and what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say is be mindful about what is important to you, what is most important to you on the trip. Yeah. Because it could, can get easy for one or two unpleasant things to happen. So And have that snowball and yeah. take over. And that's, that's, that's awful. And unpleasant things will happen that are out of your control. Yeah. That is life and i think the important thing that we all have to remind ourselves is just like okay well what's the what's the importance here was somebody really hurt or can i actually you know what can i do to kind of move on from from this
1: and i'll tack on to that maybe my one suggestion my takeaway from this is if you're in any place and four or five people have been rude to you in a row reflect on how you're interacting with these people because there may maybe it's not exactly your fault Maybe there, but maybe there's something you can do to stop this cycle, and that won't always be the case. Sometimes people are treated unfairly for a multitude of reasons, Mm -hmm. right? So, that's I'm not saying anyone who's been treated poorly, it's your own fault. I'm saying take some time, try and break the cycle Mm -hmm. for if for nothing else but to save your own experience to make your vacation, right. what you want it to
0: be. And if I could, I'm just going to share a little experience that Justin and I had going through the Dunkin Donuts drive through this
1: morning. OK, yeah, this is great.
0: Because this is really, really pertinent, I think, to show that some people are just going to be how they're going to be, which isn't always, always, not always going to feel nice. But you can be the next person that breaks the cycle. So here's real quick what happened. We're in the Dunkin Donuts drive through Justin over here is this guy in front of us. The worker is basically saying, oh, the person in front of you, gentlemen paid for your cup and this guy was you can see him
1: like gesturing angrily out the window
0: yeah and i don't know just exactly what he murmured but it sounded like like he was upset and like angrily like why and yeah was like just well, we pulled up nice
1: we pulled up and the the person at the drive-thru shared it with us she just said that guy just got free breakfast and he's very
0: mad he's about very it. mad about it and so and justin kind of being observant and picking up a little bit on it, we're like yeah you know, we thought that's that's what happened, and we are just really nice, and clearly that person, understandably, kind of wanted to share and needed yeah. to, to vent she what happened. happened because she was a yeah. little Yeah, yeah, and so and so us just being aware of what was happening in that moment and hopefully listening was good. But that just goes to show you that someone got something free. That they wanted. It wasn't even like a free thing they that they it. happened upon. They ordered a thing, we're gonna pay for it, and then it was gonna be free, and they were still pissed off. Yeah. And I think And then like, took
1: and took it out on the person who was just the messenger.
0: Yeah. She just
1: gave them the free thing that yes. someone else paid for.
0: And so like I say that to say if someone's gonna be mad about getting something free that they wanted, yeah. You just that's just, you can't control that and, and you shouldn't try because that's going to make you miserable. But you can inquire about how other people might be feeling. You can be the positive, you can ask, you can you can listen. Um, because oftentimes when people are giving us that kind of frustrated or anger response, that's the very shallow end of an iceberg, you know? Yeah. And we're, we're there's a whole lot underneath it typically, so. Thank you.
1: I I like that. I like that. Yeah, stick around. You'll hear a story from a listener here on uh, Wisdomer, I think they're called. I'm not sure. Someone (laughs) uh, joined in and just shared an awesome story about their journey on bicycle across the UK and and some of the beautiful things that happened as well as a challenging situation as well. So stick around for that.
2: Hi there
0: hi julie how are you welcome
2: oh thanks for having me it's always good to go on a trip with you guys
1: <laughs> we're so yeah road trips are you are you a, a fan of the road trip
2: i am a massive fan of the road trip but not necessarily the road more yeah. of the cycle routes
1: oh yes.
2: what i spent my summer doing with my partner We cycled from Norfolk down to Penzance, which is 457 miles as the crow flies. But on the cycle routes, it was 1,000 miles we cycled this summer. Wow. That
0: is amazing. I can't imagine that experience.
1: Do you have any highlights?
2: Do you have any highlights from the trip? Highlights of the trip, waking up in my sleeping bag, watching the sun rise on the beach. (gasps) Well, <gasps> uh, What what was it, about end of May, June, Brad? That was, that was
0: end of June.
2: End of June. So it is warm. We watched the bats flying overhead because we were near sort of like some rocks and caves. So we watched the bats flying, uh, flitting over our heads as, as the night was falling. We saw mm-hmm. shooting stars. We saw the moon. Starlink. We saw starlink go across as well, mm-hmm. which is quite good. And then we watched the sun rise in the morning, and people coming down with their horses to walk the horses, ride the horses along the beach. It was fabulous, and no tents in sight, just two bicycles parked up against a wall that we were leaning against. And yeah, that was stunning freedom. That was yeah.
1: So a thousand miles. (laughs) Were there just two people in the travel party?
2: Yes, there was just me and my partner Brad. Brad was so, carrying nine stone of weight across Britain, including his bicycle, and I carried seven stone of weight across Great Britain.
1: Is a stone about seven pounds? Is that right?
2: How many pounds of a stone? I think it's 14, isn't it? It's
1: 14. Seven. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. Brad's going to do a bit of research. going to check for us. 14 pounds. <laughs> yeah, 14, 14 pounds to a stone. So I was, was buying all the money. That's uh, yeah.
1: heavy. That's heavy. Yeah. S- so two people, 1,000 miles. I can't imagine that all the moments were as picturesque and beautiful as that.
2: you like to he... know about the moment that was difficult? I would yes. love to
1: hear how, yeah, how, like maybe yeah, what, what some of your like experiences were in resolving that and like how you got through it.
2: Well, I'll tell you about the worst night that we had. We were hunting down because we weren't we're not like really well off so we had a very small budget to get us across the country and the budget was £257 between us in money so we had that to feed us and to sort of give us places of safety if we needed and we're talking it was about £25 a night to camp in a campsite and we couldn't afford that every night because it took 3 Three months it took us so one night we were looking around for safety and what I used to do is I used to ask people I told them I was on a pilgrimage we were following the energy lines across Britain known as the Ley the Ley Lines the Ley Lines you know and they sort of take you across Britain following a lot of ancient sites a a lot of old places like Avebury Glastonbury huge abbeys and all sorts of things going on as you travel along that line. Lots of places of interest. But anyway, as we're travelling, we get to a certain point. It was very early. It was probably about May the 15th, something like that. And <laughs> we am travelling along and we ran out of time to find somewhere to camp wild. Because we did a lot of wild camping. Yeah. And, which is illegal in Britain. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> must, mate. But I was, I'd spend a lot of time asking farmers and things if I could pitch on a, on a little square of their field. I'd ask people if they knew any safe places that we could camp peacefully for one night. People were generally helpful. But anyway, this one time, there was no one to ask. I, I'd asked a lady and she said, no, nah, you're better off going down to the local playground and, you know, the, the grass with the swings and everything. I'll go camp there. And I'm like that doesn't seem right to me I think that if yeah. I went with my kids or I was walking a dog and I found a tent in the play park it yeah. would concern me so I've never ever thought that was the right thing to do so we cycled and cycled it's getting dusk and we were out in the countryside and there's a little field of sheep in front of us and I said to Brad can we camp here and he said no you can't camp, camp in with all these sheep. You've got to get the bikes over. What are we are going to do with them? We just park them up. They'll get nipped. No, we just have to sit here until we can think of something. It was just this metal bench we were on. Oh. And it was getting cold. It hit about five degrees. Was it about five degrees? Oh, wow. just... And we had these sleeping bags. We got the sleeping bags out. We had these SOS foil blankets you know for people who have hypothermia and stuff so i wrapped myself i put myself in a little ball on my knees and elbows and i put this silver foil blanket right over me so i looked like a mushroom that's (laughs) what i looked like and i fell asleep and brad kept sort of saying this is really uncomfortable i'm really cold how can you sleep like that well, I can sleep anywhere, me. If I'm tired, I'll just go to sleep and I will not worry. But Brad worries a lot about stuff. So we had to sleep in kind of in turn. So I slept for three hours that night and Brad slept oh, like about three hours. Yeah. And, like a watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We had to watch for all of the stuff and for each other, really. Out in the open air, five degrees, very cold, windy and I, I wrapped, in the end I wrapped Brad in a sleeping bag with the foil blanket over the top and I just got off the bench and sat on a very small little bit on the very end and he, he got some sleep and in the morning a lady drove past and she drove past slowly, and then she said Are you okay? And we said... Yeah, she said, Would you like some water? And I'm like, Yeah, always water is a great idea. If anybody offers you water, always accept. I like
1: that. It's a good rule. Yeah,
2: always accept the water. Always say yes to the water carrier. So, yeah, we have this water. And along with it, she brought on two paper plates these huge slabs of cake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice breakfast. So yeah. we had that. Yeah. It turned out to be a cake day that day. But we got over it. But it was really difficult to get any sleep then. It was no. that was the hardest bit. And the one thing that came to mind to me was people sleep like this every day with no purpose. We knew what we would do. We knew that we weren't gonna be there tomorrow. Yeah. But some I, people are there every day on that no. bench and mm-hmm. i i felt for them at that moment mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah yeah so yeah that was oh, that I was think-
2: my lowest moment
0: <laughs> but i think in, in prof- you found though i yeah. mean what you share it it sounds like that kind of awoken a lot of different thoughts you know for you yeah. that's yeah
2: yeah and yeah. i mean taught, about- it taught me about me it taught me about who i am
0: I think
1: that's great in terms of memories and like to have a piece of self-discovery on your holiday or vacation. That's that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah,
2: it was. This was a sabbatical. It was no holiday. It was meant to be both beautiful and difficult. And it, it, it fulfilled everything. It did it all. So, yeah, that is my best road trip. I started it and I finished it as well. Yay! That's That's awesome.
1: So, Julie, I see you're here on Wisdom. Is there any other place that people listening to this podcast might learn more about you or this trip?
2: Yeah, my partner has created a beautiful website. It's called themodernpilgrims.com. On there is a calendar. You can join us by clicking on that calendar each day and you will be on that trip with us. Oh, that's so cool. That's great. Oh, I'm so excited. The Modern Pilgrims? Uh, uh, yeah, it's in my bio. There's a link to it in my bio.
1: Awesome. And I will link that in the show notes for this podcast episode.
2: Too. That, Thank you so much.
0: And I just feel honored to hear that. Thank you yeah. for, for sharing that story. That's like going to stick with me. Yeah, for
1: sure. Julie, thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Well, you made it to the end of the episode, thank you very much. Thank you so much to Julie and Brad from TheModernPrograms.com for joining us today. Uh, They shared a great story. You can check them out on themodernpilgrims.com. I just checked out the website. It's actually really good. It's fun. You learn a lot about their journey. Uh, It's well-designed, too. So definitely check that out, themodernpilgrims.com. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Uh, They joined us via the Wisdom app, which is something that we are checking out. It's something worth maybe looking at. The idea is that uh, people join the Wisdom app to seek mentorship and that mentors... Join the Wisdom app to seek mentees right now. There are some people on there. I think there's some good content on there. Obviously, we are the best content on there. So, if you're going to check out the Wisdom app, definitely check us out on the Wisdom app. You'll find us at EasyDizit. No surprise there. And if you're into, you know, legacy social media, hey, we're on Instagram at EasyDizit.com. We also have an email address. If you're into legacy, legacy, legacy social media, it's EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com. We also got a website, if you're into legacy, legacy, uh, <laughs> anyways, that's Uh You can find all our podcasts there, as well as a sign-up sheet for our mailing list, and the visual that we have to help people going to Disney World or other theme parks with um, toddlers or young children that maybe need a little bit uh, extra guidance on handling life when they can't get what they want. That's a little comic that we put together. So yeah, check that out. And if you want to go to any of those theme parks or a cruise destination, drop me an email, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to give you a hand planning that trip and uh, yeah, hopefully making it um, as happy and healthy as it can be. All right. See that? I integrated the podcast tagline into the business. Excellent work, Justin. Okay. Until next time, easy visit.